You see, what most preachers are doing, they're trying to clean up this guy. If you just take this guy and send him to church, get him to promise to stop being bad and make Christ the Lord the master of his life, and then if there's no change, then that means there's no salvation. So this man has got to save himself by what he does. Now, he may say, okay, he trusts Christ as a Savior, but he's got to reform his life. He's got to be converted. He's got to get all this change in business. That's got to be the proof that he's not the same as he used to be. And if he's really saved, he's not going to want to go out here and do all these bad things. Listen, I'm a preacher. I travel the country. I've been a lot of I've listened to a lot of messages by a lot of people. And you'd be surprised all the things they tell people. Well, if you're really saved, you're not going to want to go out here and do this. And if you're really saved, you want to go to church and you want to study the Bible and you want to pray. And you know, half the people say, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Why do people sin? Because they want to. Why do people sin? Because it's fun. If it wasn't, people wouldn't do it. And the Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season, but there's consequences. Now, we want to sin, but we don't want the consequences of it. See, the America's problems is that we love sin. But now we've got to face the consequences of our sins. Now, look at the next statement. New man with a new nature. So, lo and behold, someone comes along and he tells you, look at you. You can't go to heaven because heaven is for perfect people and you're not. You got all these sins and you're in debt. You got to make a payment. You have to die to pay for your sins. So a man can't save himself because the only thing he can do is pay his penalty. And that's the eternal separation from God in hell. So this is why a man can't be saved by his works. And yet what are most preachers telling people? By your works. Do right. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. No, that's not what you need. Jesus made this statement. But look there in the notes. The new man never sins from the beginning into the great forever. In other words, never. Look at the little statement underneath that. If the gospel we preach does not make one perfect immediately upon the new birth from above, it is totally ineffective in getting us to heaven. In other words, if I'm lost today and I get saved today, then whatever being saved is should make me good enough to go. If I'm not good enough to go that day, that moment, immediately, then it's no good. It helps me none. So what Christ does, he doesn't tell you to reform. He didn't tell you you've got to change. That has nothing to do with going to heaven or hell. So God says you need a new birth. And this new birth, this is why he says this. Look at the next statement. In Christ, we all inherit a divine nature and live forever. Being born again has nothing to do with changing or improving the old man, but the birth of a new man. Now look up here. So Jesus says, you must be born again. See that verse? That, letter A, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Jesus says, you must be. Why do I have to be born again? Because God says you must be. You must. There is no other way. So you must be born again. So whenever you hear the gospel and you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, God gives you a new birth. This was a new birth. It's not this one. It's this one. Brand new. When I was 18 years old, I trusted Christ as my Savior. He gave me a new birth. This new birth 
was born of God. And God is the Father. And because God is the Father, does God have a sinful nature? No. So he doesn't give me a sinful nature. This child born here, this new birth, is perfect. As perfect as God himself. And because it has no sinful nature, it cannot sin. And if it cannot sin, it cannot die. And if it cannot die, how long will I live? Forever and ever. You see, it's two births. And most people don't get it. So look at those notes here. And letter B, at the moment of receiving Christ, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. In other words, those who believe on Christ, believing that he died on the cross, paid for their sins, came back from the dead. When you believe he did it for you, he puts that payment he made to your account. And gives you a new birth. This is a new birth by spirit birth. What did God do with this one? Nothing. My sinful old man, my old nature, is just as bad as it's always been. Every person in here is capable of committing every sin in the book. And if you'll think about it, you know it's true. The Bible says even if you hate somebody, hatred is like murder. You say, well, I'd never murder anybody. God says if you hate somebody, that's the same as murder in God's eyes. Ooh. How you doing? Look at the next statement. Letter C, being born from above lasts forever. 1 Peter and chapter 1, verse 23 and 25, this is what he says. Now get this. He says, being born again, not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. You see, when I was born into the flesh, I came from a corruptible seed, my mom and dad. You see, they were corrupted because their parents were corrupted, and their parents were corrupted. It goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. We're all corrupted, and that's why we have this corruption in us. This is why we are sinful, and the Heart of man is desperate, it's wicked, it's sinful, and who can understand it except God? So God tells us this is the way we are. This is reality. This is why you do what you do. It's amazing they're having all these young people going and having all these marches. and all that. I don't care about all of that, but they don't have the solution to the problem. The problem because they have a sinful nature. The teenagers ought to look in the eyes of each other and say, why are we killing each other? has nothing to do with the guns. Why are we doing it? Because you've got a sinful nature inside of you and there's nothing to control it except the new birth. And without the truth of God and without the Bible, without the Holy Spirit indwelling them, yes, they don't have the means of doing it except pass more laws. Israel had all the laws they ever needed and it didn't work. It's not the laws. He says all the laws fulfilled in one word, love. Love God and love one another. Because if I love God, then I can love one another. And if I can love you, then I don't try to steal from you. I don't try to take your life. I won't try to commit murder. I won't try to do this. And you don't wind up having committing adultery and rape and all this. Those are that's because you don't love them. But if you could learn how to love people, Love is a great motivating power. 
What caused Christ to come into this world and die on the cross to pay for our sins? Because God so loved the world. He loved us. That's why he did what he did. Today people have sin and the Bible says it becomes cold. The love of many waxes cold. And people don't love each other. But anyway, that's not my message for today. That was two weeks ago. But notice back in this verse, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. Now look up here. This new birth, being born again by the incorruptible seed. See, this is the word, and it's perfect. The word of God is perfect. So when you believe what the word of God says, you get a new birth from this. You're born by the word of God. This incorruptible seed gives birth to you, and you have the free gift of everlasting life. You're God's child. The Holy Spirit indwells you. you got a divine nature, totally opposite of this one. See, the flesh can't do anything good, and the spirit can't do anything wrong. you got two extremes living inside of you, and they fight all the time battle that goes forth in a Christian's life. Now, look down at letter D. Those born of God cannot sin. Look up here. Which one of these is born of God? This one. This one cannot sin. Can this one sin? Yes. And that's why he says, take your paper and turn it back over. I want you to see this. You see, when you go back into the scripture and you'll notice when you get to this here word here, he that committeth sin is of the devil, down at the bottom of the page one, where it has the word flesh. He that committeth sin is of the devil. Now, look up here. Which one of these commits sin? It's of the devil. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 44. You are of the devil. This is that first birth, the flesh birth. It committed sin. And so whenever you understand that, this was always like this. So God says the only way that he can destroy the works of the devil is by a new birth. And see, this hasn't been totally finished yet. That's why right before this, it says up in verse 2. Look in your Bible, verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We will be like him. It means that we will not have this old sinful nature, this flesh. And he appeared for the purpose of destroying the works of the devil. But you and I, when we trust Christ our Savior, God gives us the new birth. And it ain't over yet. And when he shall appear, this one is gone because of the rapture, or if you go by the way of the grave, I prefer the rapture. He has destroyed the works of the devil. I got me a new birth, has no sinful nature. If it has no sinful nature and it's perfect, is it good to go? I'm going to heaven because I got a new birth. It has nothing to do with this old man. God didn't say that I had to correct him in order to go to heaven. No, I don't have to change this old man to go to heaven. Salvation is the gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Now get this. So down there at that verse, 
He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And the only way is to give us a new birth without that sinful nature. And that's what he's done. Now look at the word spirit. Whosoever is born of God. Hold it, look up here. Which one of these is born of God? See how simple it is when you can understand this stuff? This is the one that's born of God. He that is born of God, look what he says, doth not commit sin. That is the word poeo. It means it cannot commit one single act of sin. Not one sin. Not one means not one. Because it's perfect. And he says here, for his seed remaineth in him and he can not sin. Why? Because he's born of God. This one can sin, but this one cannot sin. I thought, man, I, I wish I had understood this even whenever, right after I trusted Christ as my Savior. Because one day, I walked over the hill because my father-in-law told me that I should share my newfound faith with other people. But I didn't know how to witness to anybody. So I walked down to the bottom of the hill, and there was this guy standing down here. So I walked up, and I said, are you saved? He says, yes. Oh, great. He says, are you saved? I said, yes, I am. He says, um, are you born again? Born again. It might have been the first time I ever heard it. He says, you believe the Bible? I, every word of it, I had no clue what it said, but I believed it. Whatever it said, you know, the Bible's true. You've got to believe the Bible. He says, so you're born again? Yes, I am. He says, do you still sin? I says, yeah. He says, then you're not saved. I said, yes, I am. He says, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. Guess what he said? No, you're not. Guess what I said? Yes, I am. I was on the verge of giving that man a Hawaiian punch. <laughs> he says, don't you believe the Bible? I said, every word of it. He says, well, if I showed you in the Bible, wouldn't you believe the Bible? I said, I believe the Bible. He says, I got a Bible in my truck. He walked over and got a Bible out of his truck. He brought bike over and he read to me verse 9. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. I thought, oh, my stars. That's, that's not supposed to be in the Bible. He looked at me, and he had a little grin on his face. You know, like a little devilish look on his face. I wanted to wipe that smile off his face. He says, do you believe the Bible? I says, yes. He says, are you saved? I said, yes, I am. He says, are you born again? I said, yes, I am. He said, do you still sin? Yes, I do. He says, according to the Bible, you're not saved. Yes, I am. Man, I turned around and I walked away. I was mad as a hornet. I wasn't mad at the God. I was mad at God. Why would you put that in there? That doesn't belong in the Bible. It's got to be wrong. And you know, it took several years before I finally understood what in the world this verse was talking about. I forgot about this. I didn't know it that clear. I know there's got to be another answer because I didn't know the Lord and I didn't love the Lord, but I still messed up. I still had sin in my life. I still got mad, still got angry. I got mad at that kid. Well, he was a man. He still needed a whooping. <laughs> this is the new birth. This one has no sinful nature. I still got this one. So if I still got this old sinful nature, can I still get mad and angry and bitter and Filled with hatred and all that stuff? Sure can.
He said, well, I would never all hush. Well, I haven't sinned in 40 years. <laughs> Liar. I had a bunch of kids in the, on a bus, and we were coming down through Sunshine Park Expressway, taking the kids down to camp. And we stopped at this series little island place where they, you stop and get gas and the kids were going into restrooms. And anyway, I taking care of the bus things and then I got out and feared the kids come running over to me, yanky, yanky, yanky. I said, what, 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 what? She said, there's a guy over there. You got to come talk to him. I said, why? He says, he says he hasn't sinned in 40 years. Oh boy. So I walked over and I, he was sitting down there and he says, I says, uh, they were telling me that you haven't sinned in 40 years. He says, that's right. I says, you know you're lying. No, I didn't use much tack in those days. Not like I am. I'm polished now. <laughs> and I says, you're, you're lying. He says, no, no, no. And he says, no, I, just, uh, I haven't sinned in 40 years. And I says, and I kept on until I got him so mad. He got mad. I mean, he got fistful type mad. And I finally looked at him and I says, I'm sorry I caused you to lose your salvation. But in my mind, I proved my point. They're not as holy as they think they are. And it's very hypocritical to put yourself so high that, oh, I would never do that. I'd never do anything like that. And God says, yes, you would. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. All you need is the right test at the right time. And you'd be surprised how soon you'd fall and how fast you could fall. Now, there is a spirit. There's a flesh. But look what we have here in verse uh, under spirit. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, does not commit one single act. Look up here. This one cannot commit one single act. This one over here, yes, he does. And that's why in the flesh, he that committed sin is of the devil. It doesn't say sins, it's one sin. One sin, that's the devil. That's that first birth. This one sins. This one cannot sin. And we are born into God's family by faith alone. Because the flesh cannot give birth to the spirit. The spiritual birth must come from God. And that's because you believed his word. But when we're born in this world, we're born with a sinful nature. And that's why we do what we do. All the things that we do is not what makes us a sinner. We do this because we are a sinner. You see, there's a, an apple tree. And it can be an apple tree even if it doesn't have apples on it. But it still can be an apple tree. But when it has apples on it, you know, that's an apple tree. We have all sinned. In other words, we have apples that we reveal. And we can know that we're sinners because we know that everybody makes mistakes. Why did you make a mistake? I was on a plane one day. I was getting ready to come down to see Hank Lindstrom here from Colorado. And I got on the plane, but there was nobody sitting beside me. And I like to have a victim. I mean, a person that I can witness to. And right before the plane got ready to take off this year, a woman comes on and she's dressed in silk. And it's flying all over her. She's got it wrapped around her. all over her. And as she walked down the aisle, it just kind of floated around, you know. And I thought, where is she going to sit? There was places all the place she could sit. And I thought, I wonder where. And you know where she sat? Right beside me. Right at the aisle. I always had to, they put me in the middle. I hate the middle. And she sat right there. And I thought, okay, we're going to talk. So I uh, asked her, well, where are you from? She says, Peru. I said, where? She says, Peru. I said, you mean Peru? Yeah, Peru. I said, what you doing in Denver? She says, Mahiraji. I said, what? 
Mahiraji. The only thing I think about Mahiraji was that fat guy that sits around contemplating his navel. <laughs> she says, me worship Mahiraji. Okay. I said, welcome. Well, where are you going to go when you die? Oh, me go to heaven. Hmm. How do you know? Me perfect. I says, you know perfect. She said, yeah, me perfect. I said, no, no, nobody's perfect. She said, me. I said, you're not perfect. Yeah, yeah, me, perfect. So she would write some things, trying to explain certain words, and then we'd try to carry on a little conversation. So lo and behold, she, she wrote something, then she erased that, and she'd write something else and write something else. I says, um, you know perfect. She says, yeah. I says, no. I says, you write something. You turn pencil over and erase it because you make mistakey. <laughs> and right on the plane, she goes, And stewardess come running from both sides, taught them to attack the woman. You know, she did not talk to me the rest of the trip. She wouldn't say one word to me. And all I did was show her that she wasn't perfect. I thought everybody knew that. Now, wouldn't it be a shame for you to sit here and think you're good enough to go to heaven? You know how good you have to be to go to heaven? Perfect. Perfect. Being good ain't going to count. Going to church does not make you perfect. It doesn't even make you good. So the only thing you have to do is what God says. Believe what he says is true. God loves you. He hates your sin. But you committed them. You've got to pay it. You're in debt. And wage of sin is death, so we all die. That's why we're all going to die. But we'll be eternally separated from God with no power to come back from the dead. Nobody has power to come back from the dead. And so God says there's nothing you can do to change this. It's out of your hands. You are without hope. You have no power. This hand represents Jesus Christ. God in the flesh. He came into the world. Why? Because he loves us. Now he hates our sin, but he, he loves us. But you see, our sin separates us from God because see, he's perfect and we're not. So sin separates us. So when Christ was going to do something for us to get us to be with him, He's got to get this out of the way. So he took all the sin that we've done for the whole world, paid for it on the cross, came back from the dead. And he says the only thing he wanted us to do to go to heaven and to get this new birth, it's like I could die and be born again. So when I accept his death as my death, it's like the death of the first birth, but I came back from the dead because of his power. And he gives me a new birth, and now I have a new one. You see, I still got this one, but I got this additional one. This birth is perfect. This one has no sinful nature. Doesn't do anything wrong. And so if I want to have victory in my life, see, I've got a choice. For the rest of my life, for the 57 and a half years since I trusted Christ as my Savior, I've had to make decisions. And so I can decide to walk in the flesh and I can decide to walk in the Spirit. So as a Christian, I can bring forth the works of the flesh, which is just like the lost man. And I can also live for the Lord. I made a decision. I want to serve God. And serving God gives me the power to control the flesh. Without it, you can't. And that's why you come to church and you read and study the Word of God so you can grow strong in order to contain, control, restrain the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. 
But if you don't do that and don't stay strong and stay in the Word, this old flesh nature is going to control you. And you'll wind up walking in the flesh and bringing forth the works of the flesh. And God says, be not deceived. He is not mocked. The way you mock God is by thinking that you can walk in the flesh and suffer no consequences. You're not going to like the results. You want to grow strong in the Lord. So when you have the desires, the lusts of the flesh, and you will have them all the days of your life. He says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But if you fulfill the lust of the flesh, it's because the flesh is stronger than the desires to serve God. And that's a battle you have to go through. But I can tell you this. If you get in the habit of walking in the spirit and serving God and doing what God wants you to do, you'll love the results. It doesn't mean this old man has gone away. You can't trust him. He is deceitful, desperate, and doing everything possible to destroy you. You see, it's the, the devil that can lure the flesh. The devil can't lure this one. He can only lure this one by offering the things that the flesh wants in this life. And that's what's breaking up the homes and ruining our kids and ruining our marriages and ruining our country and destroying our churches. Because we all have a sinful nature and the world is pulling through those lustful desires. Now, do you understand it just a little bit better? This means yes. If you have never trusted Christ as your Savior, doesn't it make sense to trust the Lord? See, that's why you have to trust the Lord. There is no other option. Going to church and all that, and you can say, oh, that's good stuff, but it won't get you to heaven. Without the new birth, you don't go. The new birth is perfect. So whenever I die, whenever they have my funeral here, maybe it'll be here, and then my casket's laying down here, you know, and I'm laying in that casket, and you'd be surprised how many people come up there, boy, sure looks good, don't you? I just want you to know, he's dead. Boy, he really looks good. He's dead. You heard about the atheists who laying there in the casket, all dressed up, nowhere to go? I'm not going to be in that casket. That's just this whole house, this whole body I've got. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. It's this one that's going to be with the Lord. When the lost man dies, all he has is the flesh. Absent from the body, he's present in hell. Let's pray, shall we? Every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here today and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, I pray that you would. Or if you're watching by internet, why not right now just the best you know how? Lord, I don't understand it all. i got questions. i got doubts. But I believe this much. I believe that I'm a sinner. And I believe that according to your word, I must be born again. I must accept Christ as my Savior. Believing that he died and paid for my sins and Today, I will trust him. I will accept it. I will believe it. Friend, would you believe it? I pray that you will. And if you will, I'm not going to have you forward. I'm not going to embarrass you. not have you stand up. But right where you're sitting, I'm going to ask for a raise your hand. Raising your hand just lets me know that what I said made sense. And you said, yes, I will accept Christ as my Savior this morning. I want to become a child of God. Friend, if you'll do that, I'd like to know and I'd like to have prayer for you. Would you just raise your hand very quickly and put it right back down? Is anyone at all? Father, we thank you again for your blessings. Thank you for all you do for us. We thank you, Lord, for the clarity that you've given us in your word. If we would just believe it. So thank you so much for being good to us and meeting our needs. Bless this church, Lord. You already have. And we look forward to all that you're going to do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.